Hello, my lovelies, and welcome back to Bedtime Stories with Celosia Crane and our continuation of our English folktale series this month of June. And today I'm going to read to you a personal favorite of mine, which is called Child Roland and the Goblin King. Once there was a youth named Roland, who, being of noble birth, was called by the title of Child as were all sons of the nobility. Now, Child Roland had two brothers and a beautiful sister, Bird Ellen. One day, all three brothers and their sister were playing ball on the fine green lawn between the castle and the churchyard. At last, Child Roland, who was the youngest of the brothers, kicked the ball with his foot and caught it with his knee, then tossed it so high in the air that it flew up over the church tower. Laughing, Bird Ellen chased it. Around the church she ran. Chatting gaily and fearing nothing, the brothers waited for their sister to bring back the ball. But she did not return. At last they grew anxious and looked for her all around the church. But she had vanished. They could not find her. So, in great distress, they sought her throughout all the land. And still, she was nowhere to be found. Then the brothers and their mother grieved greatly. And since the maiden's father was dead, the eldest brother went to ask Merlin, the old wise man and magician, if he knew where Bird Ellen was. Wherever she is, I'll find her and bring her back, the youth vowed. That's easier said than done, the white-bearded old wise man said. For, alas, the poor maid must have gone round the church Widdershins, which is to say from west to east, contrary to the way the sun goes. If that be true, she was carried off by the king of Elfland, the most malicious, the most to be dreaded of all the goblins who ever troubled the world. And she is now a prisoner in his dark tower. To bring her back from there would take the boldest knight in Christendom. I'll save her or die in the attempt, the brother cried. So Merlin told him what he should do in that dark land of evil goblins, and the eldest brother set out for Elfland. Then his brothers and his mother waited for him to return. Long they waited, and longer still and every day their doubt, their sorrow, their fear, lest he had met calamity, deepened. So the second son went to Merlin, and asked the same questions as his brother had. Then he, too, set out to find Bird Ellen. Again the mother and her youngest son, Child Roland, waited. Long and longer still they waited with growing doubt and sorrow. But this brother also failed to return. So Child Roland asked his mother, the queen, to let him go. But at first she would not, for he was the last of her children. However, he begged and begged, until at last she let him go, and she gave him his father's good sword that had never struck in vain. Then Child Roland said goodbye to his mother. Going to the cave of Merlin, he too asked the necessary questions. Well, son, said Merlin, you have only two things to remember, 
but simple as they seem, they're very hard to do. First, you must remember that everyone in Elfland, no matter how pleasant and kind he may appear, is a goblin, an evil enchanter. So, if anyone speaks to you there, you must out with your sword and off with his head. The second thing, which you must not forget, is this. In Elfland, you must eat no bite and drink no drop, no matter how hungry or thirsty you may be, for if you should either eat or drink, you will never see Middle-earth again. Nothing daunted, Child Roland thanked Merland, and off he went on his way. Far, far, and afar he journeyed. Then, at last, he saw a horse-herd tending some coal-black horses, and the horses had fiery eyes that shot forth sparks and flames. So Child Roland knew that he was now in the dark realms of Elfland. "'Canst thou tell me,' he asked the horse-herd, "'where the king of Elfland's dark tower is?' "'I cannot tell thee,' the horse-herd smirked in an ugly attempt to look pleasant. "'But go on a little farther, and thou wilt come to the cowherd. "'Mayhap he can tell thee.' "'Then, without another word, Child Roland drew the good sword "'that had never struck in vain, "'and off went the horse-herd's head with the smirk still on his lips.' From there the youth went on till he came to the cowherd, of whom he asked the same question. "'I cannot tell thee,' the cowherd smirked also. "'But go on to the henwife. She is sure to know.' Then Child Roland outs with his sword, and off goes the cowherd's head. After that he went on to the ugly old henwife. In answer to his question, she took him to the edge of the woods and said, Dear lad, from here thou can see the dark tower on top of yonder green hill that rises up in terraced steps. If thou would enter the tower, go round it Widdershins three times, and each time say, Open door, open door, let me come in. While Child Roland had no mind to cut off an old woman's head, but now he saw her eyes grow as fiery as those of the horses. Then he knew that she, too, was a goblin gladly sending him on to that frowning, threatening tower, in the hope that he might never leave it alive. So he outs with his sword and offs with her head. Then he went on till he came to the tower. Three times he went round at Wittershins, saying each time, Open door, open door, let me come in. And the third time the door did open, but when Child Roland went in, it closed with a click, and he found himself in the dark. By and by he saw that he was not in actual darkness, but in a kind of twilight. For though the place had neither windows nor candles, its walls were made of transparent rock, encrusted with silver and bright stones. So he went down this passage till he came to two tall, wide, folding doors, and when he went through them he saw a most glorious sight. For he was now in a spacious hall, having pillars of gold and silver, entwined with wreaths of flowers which were made of diamonds, emeralds, and other precious stones. From the corner of the high-arched ceiling an immense lamp swung on a golden chain. It was made of one big pearl hollowed out and quite transparent, 
and within the pearl a huge red ruby kept spinning round and round, throwing out light that lit the whole hall, so it seemed as if the setting sun shone on it. And at the end of the great room, Bird Ellen sat on a couch of velvet and gold. She was combing her golden hair with a silver comb, but looking sad, very sad. Up she sprang when she saw Child Roland, and she cried in a woeful voice, Oh, my brother, my brother, God pity you. Why did you ever come here? Two brothers we've lost already. Why didn't you bide at home with our mother? For woe be unto you if the king of Elfland finds you. I came for you, Child Roland cried. "'Twas useless. "'Twill be your death,' she answered. "'But since you're here, come and sit ye down by my side.' "'So the two sat down together, "'and Bird Ellen told Child Roland all her sorry tale. "'How she herself was kept imprisoned here, "'and how their brothers had been enchanted by the King of Elfland, "'and were now lying in stone tombs in the cellar, "'as if they had been dead.' A long time these two talked. Then Child Roland began to be hungry, and forgetting all about Merlin's warning, he asked for something to eat and drink. Sadly, Bird Ellen looked at him, for she knew what would happen to him if he ate a bite in that castle. After all, those other two brothers of hers had met the sad fate that had befallen them because they have failed to obey all the instructions Merlin had given them. But the Goblin King had put her under a spell so she could not speak out and warn Child Roland. She could only let her eyes speak for her, and her pleading eyes he did not read. So rising, she left him, and in time she returned with a loaf of bread and a golden bowl full of milk. Eagerly seizing the bowl, Child Roland had raised it to his lips, when suddenly he remembered all that Merlin had said. Before he had sipped a drop, he dashed the bowl to the ground and cried, Not a bite will I eat, not a drop will I sip in Elfland. As though in answer to those words of defiance, the two heard at that very moment an angry roaring and the stamping of feet coming down the passageway toward them. Then the goblin king burst into the room, black and terrible and snorting fire. Still all undaunted, Child Roland drew his good sword and rushed to meet the goblin. Strike if thou darest, he cried. But the goblin also brandished a sword in one of his claw-like hands. A wicked-looking sword it was, for it sparked and flashed with an evil light and it swished through the air with a furious hiss, like a snake about to strike. And as the goblin came raging forward, he appeared to grow and grow in size, till he seemed nothing less than a giant. Bellowing, he leapt here and there, striking out at the youth with that sword, while Bird Ellen stood by, pale and speechless with fear for her brother. But Child Roland bore that sword, which had never been drawn save in a cause that was good and just, his father's sword, which had never struck in vain. And there was no blow the goblin struck that Child Roland did not parry and turn aside. 
For hours they fought. Then at last Child Roland pressed the goblin hard. With one mighty sweep of his sword he sent the goblin sword flying out of his claw, and off to a distance where it fell to the floor dead and lifeless, no longer sparking and hissing. And now the goblin was on his knees, with Child Roland's sword pricking his throat. With a terrible scream he begged for his life. I'll grant thee thy life on one condition only, Child Roland cried. If thou wouldst not die by my sword, thou must release my sister from thy spells and raise my brothers to life. Agreed, the goblin said sullenly. And rising, he went to a chest from which he took a phial filled with a blood-red liqueur, while Child Roland followed, pricking him with his sword to keep him at his task. Then the goblin led Child Roland down to the cellar where stood a row of stone tombs, and as he opened two of these the youth saw his brothers lying there as though they had been dead. But when the king had anointed the ears, the eyelids, nostrils, lips, and fingertips of the two, they sprang to life at once. After that the elfin king said the words that disenchanted Bird Ellen. Then she and her three brothers went down the long passage and out of doors, where they turned their backs on the dark tower forever. Happily, they reached home, where the good queen welcomed her children with the greatest joy. And Bird Ellen never went round a church Widdershins again. And that is the end of Child Roland and the Goblin King. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll come back next week to hear how Jack sought the golden apples. Bedtime Stories with Celosia Crane is proudly produced by Lantern Audio Works. Head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash lantern audio works, to check out all of the bonus content we provide our patrons for as little as $3 a month. This includes early access to all four of our podcasts, as well as behind the scenes shenanigans and tomfoolery. So if you would be interested in that at all, please head on over to patreon.com forward slash lantern audio works. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to connect with me further, you can find me on Instagram at Celosia Crane underscore author. Link is in the show notes.